Before we get started on today's show, I have something extremely exciting to tell you about. The Athletic is launching The Athletic NBA Show, which is going to be this phenomenal daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices all under one channel. So you'll have David Aldridge on Hoops Adjacent, you'll have Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson on Point of Contention, Zach Harper, who hosts Basketball Bud, Sam Amick, who hosts Tampering. All of those tremendous, phenomenal shows will all be condensed into one beautiful channel called The Athletic NBA Show. You get all those shows all together. If you're an NBA fan, this is where you want to be because each show is a little bit different. There'll be some more interviews focused or more sort of chat based. And then all of them with expert analysis from some of the league's best known insiders. Again, David Aldridge, Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, Zach Harper, Sam Amick. I provided a little bit of help in developing this. Very little, not that much, but... It's something I'm proud of. I know The Athletic, the company I work for, we're proud of. And as basketball is just about to tip off, uh, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, the Nets are in Orlando and we're learning some things about the team. Like hmm. who may be the starting point guard that Rodion's Scroops is not only going to get increased minutes, he's going to get all them minutes. Hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about all that. And it's Justin Anderson on this team. What's happening, Brian? I have no clue. Things are bubbling. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. NetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get 40% off an annual subscription to The Athletic. Brian? It was a smoky hello, Mike. That was like Scarlett Johansson in <laughs> Lost in Translation levels of smoky hello. Um, hey, hey, Mike. Hey, the Nets are back, Brian. They're, no, they're, they're back. Not. Two weeks, two weeks, almost back. No, they're back. You know what? It is? This is a this is such a sad Google guy moment that on my Google calendar, I have, you know, uh, the NBA automatically uploads the Nets schedule into my calendar. That's how important I am. Okay. Um, and it's on there. I see Nets games. I see Friday the 31st Magic Nets 230 tip. It felt wow. it felt good. It, Google it, calendar, Andy. My goodness. You are locked in in the, in the GCAL. <laughs> So my whole, I don't know if you've been feeling this way, um, but in general, I had been feeling not that enthused about the NBA's comeback because I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I was doubtful the league was going to be able to pull this off, but we are now, you know, we're like at least a week or two weeks into the bubble life for the NBA, and it has been an overwhelmingly positive experience. Overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um, for one, it seems like the NBA is doing it a really safe way because they are telling players. So we understand Russell Westbrook has contracted coronavirus. He has tested positive, but he was not, he was told not to go to Orlando, right? Like they, they've officially walled people off who tested positive before Orlando and the NBA. Then when everyone's been in Orlando so far, the number of tests, I think they did 310 tests so far or something like that. 
I don't think any of them had been positive of any of those people who've been in Orlando. That's a huge deal. That is like a, a earth shattering. I mean, that shows that so far the bubble is working. Now it's yes. early bubble days, but it's working. It's like, that's a big deal. We may have basketball, Brian. At the, I mean, you want to have a bubble for some period of time at the very least. You need to have the original bubble in order for, for the future. Hey, by the way, have you seen, um, biosphere the or the um there's a documentary about biosphere 2 no what's that do you know what biosphere 2 is so biosphere 2 is this like experiment from the 90s that the poly shore movie biosphere is based on yes um which is a real thing and they apparently went crazy and like uh like nearly well they were in a, a literal bubble instead of a figurative bubble in this case <laughs> <laughs> so like they like ran out of air or something and they oh, um, yeah they like lost their minds and almost killed each other so i'm just cool. you know but it's good to have the the bubble this is a better bubble because it's not an actual bubble that's that's what i'm getting at yeah and and so i, I mean I, everyone knows about this twitter account by now but at nba bubble life on twitter is it went from like Popping. having 3000 followers on saturday to 76000 as of this recording it is maybe one of the more enjoyable twitter feeds i've ever seen in my life because wow. if you don't know what it is it's someone who is screen grabbing different videos and Instagram posts from players who are in the bubble, just showing bubble life, showing it's been so welcoming. I compared what I've been seeing on Twitter to, to something else deep and passionate about my life. As a young boy, a boy. In, in my formative years in the summer, I would be shipped up to Jewish wow. sleepaway camp. and Just a boy in the woods. Just a boy in the woods with a bunch of other <laughs> Jewish boys. And... Um, we would we would all athletically compete against each other, and you call that you call that athletically. You competed. <laughs> you competed. <laughs> um, and it seems like that if you if you go on the Nets Twitter, you'll see a video of Joe Harris refereeing a swimming match between Rodion's Karuks and Garrett Temple. A pretty leisurely one at that. Let me <laughs> let me tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what was going on there, but it started out like they were going to take it seriously, and e either they have like no endurance for swimming, which I can't imagine, but they really like. Doesn't it feel like they mail it in halfway? I mean, they the the distance that they swam was maybe like thirty yeah. feet. <laughs> not, I mean, not even. They go they go freestyle very slow. I feel like I could I could backstroke that and torch them. Like I, like they were going <laughs> really slow. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like an optical. Maybe the frame rate was slowed down or something. And my, I, what I enjoy about it is Joe Harris begins the, the event by he claps them <laughs> to start yeah. the proceedings, which are, if you're in the water, not, not truly the, the greatest form of beginning off a swim meet by just clapping into the air. And then they go, and I do want to point this out. Rodian's Crux is probably six inches taller than Garrett Temple. So he already wins like half the battle, like just by being that tall in such a small pool. Yeah, and he then only at, does win by six inches, though. That's yeah, I mean, he, yeah. So. And and but Garrett Temple is is trying. He's doing like the correct form where he swims, 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 head in the water, head in the water, and then takes it out and breathes on both sides back into the water. Garrett, it's very Garrett Temple. It's like I'm going to do the right thing here. I'm going to do the I'm going to mm. on brand Garrett Temple. I'm going to do the form, and Rody is on brand Rody, which is like a complete mess, but. I'm 6'10 and slightly athletic. I'm going to beat you in the swim match. And then at the end is Chris Chioza just <laughs> just chilling in the chilling yeah. in the pool being the final stage to just, just to dip in his feet. Just dipping the feetsies. It's it's looks really, fun. Looks nice. 
So, and, and I kind of think, so we have all these different sports floating out here. We have baseball, which is basically a debacle with how baseball's come back. The players and owners hate each other. They had huge disagreements. The season almost wasn't going to happen. And now they're having this, this kind of uh, horrific, unrepresentative 60-game season that we don't really know how it's going to work out because they're unbubbling it. There are no bubbles. Wow, no bubbles. Audiences? No bubbles. They're just, they're just a bunch of spaghetti strands out there in America and being shipped around the country. Football, we have no clue. And football is probably going to be a huge disaster because they're also not going to bubble. They have way more people and the sport is way more contact based. And so like all this sort of pre sports beginning comeback discussion has been negative and it's just been a breath of fresh air, Brian, to be observing a sport where everyone is doing the right thing besides two people, Mm -hmm. two people broke the rules, but (laughs) did you see the story about Rashawn Holmes and Bruno Cabacolo? (laughs) <laughs> so I saw Rashawn Holmes's name being tossed around, but I didn't. I, I haven't haven't lifted a finger to learn more about. It. <laughs> so there, so there are two bad actors so far, and they're not truly bad actors, but there are two NBA players who have broken quarantine in the NBA that now have to be that now have been placed back into quarantine, and one of them is Sacramento Kings center Rashawn Holmes, who <laughs> left the NBA bubble to pick up delivery food. And there's a whole statement that he had to put out where he says, I apologize for my actions and look forward to rejoining my teammates for our playoff push. I got to know what the food is. I, you know, I have to know. Does he, did he say, well, let's look up. So what's the hotel, the grand Coronado, like my, my whole idea of these Disney hotels is how do they even, they're usually pretty isolated. And that's the whole point of why they're bubbling in Disney is because that place is mostly isolated from the entire rest of Orange County, Florida, which is not the best place to be overall right now. And there's only probably a few delivery places that would be delivered into a hotel that could even get to that hotel. It's probably like Domino's, right? It's, it's your favorite pizza places. And, um, I just feel bad that we have to publicly call out Rashawn Holmes for just wanting some food. I mean, Domino's does that to people. I get it. <laughs> that would be one of the cho- one of the things that I could break down for is Domino's. What, Stupid. What would be the top three? This is basically what's your top three. <laughs> you know what's a hilarious thing about Domino's is like so the chicken kickers are like you know diabolical. They're 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 delicious, but they also like ruin you the next day. They totally destroy <laughs> you. Know you were signing a deal with the devil. And the best part about it now is that they don't even like put it in a box anymore. They just like throw it in a in a sack of paper and they're like just like f you eat this chicken ruin your day tomorrow um they're getting they just like really have figured out what they're about which is like you are at a you are at a low you have you have caved (laughs) you you made promises to yourself that you're breaking and now they're just like here eat it eat out of this paper trough jerk um but yeah no it's delicious Um, and i will and i will make that make that bet every time and i and i convince myself that this isn't going to ruin my day tomorrow and it always does like like clockwork like a swiss train my 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 wife and I particularly love like the garlic bread twists that you can they're, get. They're talking about cheesy bread? Che- no, not even cheesy bread. They have at Domino's. They have they're almost like garlic knots, but they're not garlic based. Oh, they are. They're very garlic based, but I don't even know if they call them garlic knots. But they're like garlic knots, mm-hmm. and they they have such a level of salt on them that even in the moment they're not that good, and they're you're you can feel your tongue shriveling. And when you wake up in the morning, I mean, let's admit I'm. Mostly Domino's is 
following some amount of alcohol. Alcohol, you know, you would hope. dehydrates you. Yeah. Garlic nuts from Domino's dehydrates you. And you wake up the next morning and you feel like you just came out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Brian. Oh. Yeah. You're dry. But you were dry. Delicious. Yeah. I am looking at where this uh, hotel is to try to glean where <laughs> we're possibly in the world. Look at a map of Disney. It is honestly the weirdest place in the world. The, Ooh, are you like Google Earthing it? What do you? What I'm do you Google got? Earthing it. There's just a bunch of like parks and f- water and random roads, and then no civilization, no real civilization. Yeah, for a good distance. Um, but it's like so. That's the thing. Like the negative story so far in the bubble, and it could get worse. Is a guy getting delivery food? <clears throat> How bad is that? That is. That's pretty safe. That's pretty. I mean, let's hope that it's actually delivery food and not, you know, something more nefarious. And and then the other thing, I guess, is people complaining about actual food being in there. And, I, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. So I, I saw Jay Williams talk about how NBA players shouldn't in this moment be complaining about the food that they're getting inside the bubble because, you know, there's a lot bigger problems going on. You guys should act more fortunate of the situation you're in. My whole feeling is I understand that. I just let them complain about whatever food like that's part of the fun. It's actually fun to see them complain. Yeah, about I think it's food. funny. It's like when you when they posted like at Fire Festival the picture of the bread and the cheese. <laughs> I didn't feel I was like that's funny. That's <laughs> like I like I like that that's what what's I mean not because like I think it's like like ha like you rich jerk you eat that like slice of white bread. Um but just because like I just I love seeing like a crappy buffet. Like I there, it's something about I even like, I mean, like, I like food in general. Like I like, like I have moments of just like, there's movies that I like just for like the parts where they order food, you know, just, I really like, <laughs> like what restaurants are about. And um, so, yeah, so for those reasons, I'm, I'm into it, but I guess that like, you know, there are people in, in positions that just like, don't have any patience for that. And you may not just have any patience for the NBA in general, because there are going to be lots of wealthy people in the NBA doing wealthy people things. So you may want to just, just shut the whole thing out, you know, not I, just I, the Twitter feed. You know, Brian, go on. There is something that I don't take into account enough into my life. It's a hygiene thing, Brian. I'm in. I'm hooked. What do you got? <laughs> I don't think about how I smell enough. Hmm. I don't. You know, there was a year of my life, what eighth you grade. You smelled, didn't you? I chose baths over showers. In, in eighth grade, really? It was a bad bold, idea. Bold choice. Bad idea. I was just, I was burdened by being an eighth grader and mm. I couldn't simply stand in the shower. Well, you had that Victorian tub, so why not? <laughs> you know, that's. <laughs> but as I've matured, as I've gotten smarter, I've thought more and more about how I should smell. And you can trust me because my last name is. Uh, smell. That's good. Very Thank good. You. Nicely done. Anyways. Um, you know, it's a really great way to smell better consistently day or night, seven days a week. And it's Hawthorne. Go to Hawthorne.co, not .com. And Hawthorne is spelled H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E, Hawthorne.co. And they have all these lovely fragrances designed for all types of people. It is mm. a fantastic place to be smelling better. And to be living better. To smell good is to be good. Yes, true. Is from what I understand. <laughs> and a special little, just a, a special little uh, plaudit here. Plaudit, mm. I don't know if that's a word. But 
if you want to smell better and you want to spend less money to do so, you go to hawthorne.co and use promo code ATHLETIC. And that will get you 10% off your first purchase. So go to hawthorne.co, not .com, and get 10% off your first purchase. That's hawthorne, with an E, dot C-O. I have a Rashawn Holmes update, by the way, Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I Rashawn Holmes' mother is on Twitter, Dr. Lydicia Holmes. Um, apparently, I mean, I'm, this is me Googling and then this popping up. She tweeted out, to, to her son, you only cross the line for your mama's cooking, and I was not in Florida, sir. Hashtag LOL. Love you, baby. Hashtag LOL is, <laughs> that is amazing. So <laughs> that is how my mom would use Twitter. That hashtag is, LOL. That is let's, great. Let's see how that's trending, the hashtag LOL. Oh, League <laughs> of Legends, of course. Yeah, it's all League time. of Legends tweets. Um, yeah. yeah, So it, and then like the actual Nets relevant news to discuss for the moment, because we're still sort of in this transition phase, we're learning more and more about why the Nets signed Michael Beasley and Jamal Crawford. To, the, to sabotage Karis Alert. <laughs> That's what we learned, right? The line is basically the Nets are trying to get the most talented players possible for this restart. That that this is actually an indication that they're going for it, as opposed to um, what we were led to believe, that this is some kind of tryout. I, I will say this. Um, so Karis Levert is an extremely he is the most important part of the Disney bubble experience for your Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question I have about Karis Avert is one, what is his ceiling? And I think we're going to find that out in this situation. And the other one's an unanswerable. And the unanswerable part about that is what will he look like next to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Because Karis is a high usage bay who um, is not someone who has shown that he can be like the third st- the third role player guy in a starry lineup just because he's never done that before. We don't know if he can be a, a catch and receive shooter on any level. But there is some something we're going to learn by playing next to Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley is that both of those guys are ball dominant, not sharing the ball to a great degree type offensive players. They aren't Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but they can approximate the usage of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So when Levert is on the floor with Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley, we are going to learn how Levert operates among <laughs> ball hogs, essentially. And I'm not ball funny. hog to me isn't a bad term, but it just means you you have the ball in your hands. But heavy ball handlers. You really think Michael Beasley and Jamal Crawford are going to step out? At, at their their respective ages and, and plots in their career and just started like being ball hogs again and picking up right where they left off. You really think they they can't adapt at all? I think Jamal Crawford is 100% going to do that because that's all he's 40 years old. And it's all he's done in his career. And, and he's done it to tremendous success. His teammates love him, but that is who Jamal Crawford is. Michael Beasley is more of a guy who can be more of a role player, but his game is the ball sticks in my hand and I try to score. It's still not like facilitator, bro. You know, I wonder um, if they even get a lot of minutes together. <clears throat> the Jamal Crawford, Karis Levert minutes. That feels like a feels like a crossover that doesn't need to happen. Like that's that feels redundant. It right? does feel, feel like 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 he might be spelling him off the bench or something. I mean, a forty year old Jamal, like six man <laughs> Crawford, signed me up. I'm in, I'm into it. Him like getting starter minutes next to Karis Lord, I can't. I cannot see it. Can't imagine it. Don't think it's going to happen. So the Nets are going to be in the playoffs. You know that. So that is happening. They're not going to be so bad 
they will briefly be in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to have a cup of coffee at, in the playoffs. At, we had talked in our last podcast, Tyler Johnson versus Chris Chioza, and Tyler Johnson now is just finally joining the team due to personal reasons. And so Chris Chioza has been the starter. And Chris Chioza maybe deserves to be the starter over Tyler Johnson because he's actually been on this team for more than a minute. But at the end of games in the playoffs, Jamal Crawford's going to be out there with Karis LeVert. Like, be, because you Jock really Vaughn, think so. 100%. I, I mean, the guy played at six. He was a not, like, notable sixth man his entire career. I think he's just like the writing's on the wall of, of Jamal Crawford being like a weird sixth man situation. But, you really think he's going to start next to him? I, I don't know. It's not starting. He's going to close. That's the thing. He's not going to start. But I think if you're Jacques Vaughn and you look at your team, Chris Chose is still technically a two-way player. Tyler Johnson was cut and barely played for a bad Phoenix Suns team. You're going to look at your whole roster right now. I mean, like that's you're going to see the legend that is Jamal Crawford, who is highly respected by fellow players. And I partly why I think Jacques Vaughn is the coach right now, at least is because players respect his opinion. He moved DeAndre Jordan into the starting lineup because that's how the veteran players wanted it to be. I think there's, I think that when you get to the end of the game, he's going to put Jamal Crawford out there with Karis LeVert. Because again, if you're comparing Jamal Crawford, versus Chris Chioza versus Tyler Johnson, the guy who has a much sterling more resume and who probably could still produce at the highest level and get get a bucket is going to be Jamal Crawford. The ball's going to be in Karras' hands, but Jamal's going to be out there as like a second guard. I mean, we'll 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 see, but I I'm going to bet that Beasley has a better shot at taking those minutes right now. A, a gentleman's bet. A gentleman's bet. Taking whose minutes for Beasley though? That Beasley taking be Jamal Crawford's minutes. Minutes. No, well, they're, yeah. they're not going to take each other's minutes. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we're a guard. A... Beasley's a forward. <clears throat> I mean, everything's all goofy with this lineup. Anyway, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a three guard lineup, so it's all hanky. Um, and, and so <laughs> the starting lineup for your Brooklyn Nets right now in these scrimmages that have been going on, who, by the way, an assistant coach for the Nets, who I forget his name, but he's six nine. He's been playing backup power forward in five on five scrimmages because the Nets just don't have any humans to play basketball at this point. Um, the starting lineup is Chris Chioza, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Rodion's Karutz, and Jared Allen. Um, that, as we discussed before, is... Squad, boy. That's a squad. <laughs> that's an early Sean Marks <laughs> vibe a, right that's there. That's a crew, yeah. That's going to go against, let me just say this, the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the top seven regular season teams of all time, uh, who who are starred by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, and George yeah, just, Hill. I guess just I take know. solace in the knowledge that this is a fake championship in a bubble. None of this exists, <laughs> and it's a massive asterisk championship. Okay, so it doesn't even matter. Even if we had gone the distance with Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, wouldn't have meant a thing because it's a fake championship. Like, okay, it's all about next year. Are you? How has the Jamal Crawford, Michael Beasley moves? How have they sat with you over the weekend? Have they? Has it felt better or has it <laughs> felt worse? I was tossing and <laughs> in bed in a fever state. Um, they have sat with me. I digested them. I immediately digested them. Liked them when I first ate them, and have been have been. It wasn't like a, a, a sack of chicken kickers. Okay, I it was. <laughs> Yes, this was this was nice. It was vanilla pudding. I like Beasley. First of all, first and foremost, I like Beasley, and I can't think of 
many more like i mean if you want to get i agree with the the uh wanting to get veterans of some kind to keep this thing respectable on some level if you go out and try to like land another tyler johnson uh a or like just like waiver wire like unproven dante hall guy i mean this thing could true the wheels could truly fall off and you're not going to get learn a thing about karis levert other than he's just you know how how he looks when you lose by 40 you're gonna like see how his face looks is will he shed tears or not you know because that's all you're gonna find out um so you need to have like some level of respectability out there if you do take the like we, we do want to see karis Leonard play seriously and like you know if he's gonna go out there and he's gonna play all those games like make it worth something on some level right because otherwise then it's just like an injury risk and you don't want to like i don't know <laughs> waste that time um so yeah, anyways, I agree with the strategy of getting <clears throat> like experienced guys. Hard to argue that there isn't a more uh, that there is a more experienced person out there than Jamal Crawford. So if you're going true like nice guy plus experience plus like instant offense, maybe asterisks on that like Venn diagram. Um, because although he was an instant offense guy, it's he may not be anymore, Mike, because of his age. Um, <laughs> but in theory, like if he can still do that, then you've got a nice Venn diagram of a pickup that you would kind of want for for going into this thing michael beasley i just straight up like that's a like i was looking into his, his stats like i think it's a pickup i would have maybe even like i i legitimately hope it works out and that he plays well during this thing so that he can come back next year like i i just like it um and i've been walking watching michael beasley clips and I just like it more and more he's 30 years old he's a young man he's got plenty of basketball out of him you've been treating michael beasley like kevin durant treated kenny atkinson i like him on youtube yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yes. him on youtube yeah what an insane I mean, remark michael beasley's reputation um has i knew about it before i looked at him on on youtube um this last go around but yeah anyway so like for that stuff uh it makes sense to me i like it i can't like i mean how wh- why would you go in a radically different position to go out and like scan the g league for the next the next what i don't know well you know, it, it's interesting like we, we said this before this team is more exciting with Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley, undoubtedly. Like I, I'm happy that those are the type of players that he chose, as opposed to like. But I think it's more fun because it makes Karis Levert's like, like it actually makes it him more watchable. It makes other people more watchable yes. because there's some level of seriousness going on out there. Yeah, and like I love Garrett Temple, but Garrett Temple does like let's say three things. He plays defense, he shoots threes, and he like does a polite level of ball handling. Very He's a utility polite. player above average but yeah i mean it's like uh it's he's he's not an instant offense he can't really he can't carry an offensive load mike gare temple is like current day john grisham you know solid book you're gonna get it in the airport you're gonna enjoy it on that flight you're not really gonna think about it not like early day john grisham who that man could write knock your socks off but jamal crawford is like picking up the new yorker you don't know where you're gonna find there's an article in there about fish swimming in the Central uh, Park. You, you're going to go to the band, Fish. Pond. Oh, okay. oh Fish of the Band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's both articles about Fish of the Band and Fish is mm-hmm. in Central Park. It's sort of a mixed bag. Like you get a bad New Yorker issue that is just a waste of time. It's a waste it's like of space. How many articles about ballet am I going to skip through here? <laughs> what am I going to, where am I going to read ballet articles? But then there's Jamal Crawford games where like his last one, ever as a pro until the restart here where he scored 51 points or whatever you, you know there are, there are these new yorker articles and opinion pieces and cartoons all within one issue that you're like this is i'm saving this i'm putting it in plastic and putting it into the attic and then i will read it in 30 years and it'll be even better you yeah, know with your, wow interesting you can treat it like a comic book collection 
So Jamal Crawford is like the New Yorker where Garrett Temple is a John Grisham novel, current day John Grisham. Um, both great, both different How, though. You've been really hitting the books, Mike. I can tell. <laughs> you, you, are, you are getting literary on this podcast. Uh, and so that's exciting that Jamal Crawford can bring that level of, of difference to his game, that he can be the, probably not that helpful and then he can be extremely helpful and win you a game. And I, I joked on Twitter, as I tend to do, that Sean Marks have, has found the perfect recipe for beating the Bucks. It is getting a 50-point game from Jamal Crawford, getting a 45-point game from Karis LeVert, getting a 50-point game from Michael Beasley, and then hoping Musa goes off for 78 in game four, Nets sweep the Bucks, round one. Pandemonium breaks out. I mean, I do want to point this out. In the lockout shortened season, the 98-99 shortened season, the Knicks went from the eighth seed to the NBA Finals. Wow. Wow. So <clears throat> weird stuff happens in weird seasons. Yeah, This has been the weirdest NBA season of all time. And I'm not predicting that the Nets are going to beat the Bucks, but weird things happen. Um, the Nets don't you're have a saying shot. We get a, you're saying we get a chance. No, I like it. I like it. No, that's I'm with that. No, but I I will say so. Dante Hall signing. We didn't talk about it because we missed it on our pod. It didn't. It, we recorded right pre after. that signing. Bomb. I do like what I've read about him. Like you tell me, John Hollinger wrote about him before the Nets had signed him about one of the more interesting guys that could be picked up for the Orlando bubble and describes him as a rangy, athletic. 6'9 center who dunks the ball and gets rebounds. We, we literally talked about Stromile Swift and Chris Wilcox in, in that podcast leading up to that. And that is, I don't know if that could hit more closely to that archetype. Even the name Dante Hall, it's like it's just perfect. It's like the, <laughs> like it is, it is exactly those types of players. So it, we should be, yeah. Where, where are our like professional like scouting jobs, Mike? Is the <laughs> well, it, it, really more like predictive scouts. We don't predict know scouts. who we want, but we, we know what we want. We know, you know what we want to archetype. I mean, that's half the battle, right? Yeah, we, we can fit people. We we can build the box, and then people have to fit them into the box. I guess is that the is that the analogy? I don't know. Is that how Santa works? Does Santa build a box and then he finds toys to fit <laughs> them? In the, I'm Jewish. Yeah. I don't know how Santa works. I'm sorry. Basically, yeah, we all just get wooden box boxes. <laughs> those presents, those boxes are just empty. It sounds those like boxes. I don't know if you've watched the Will Ferrell movie on Netflix, the uh, Fire Saga. Eurovision movie. I did, I did watch half of that and, and gave up, Mike. You would yeah. you'd be surprised to find out. <laughs> that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Um, but it feels very like an Icelandic Christmas tradition is that each child is gifted a box mm-hmm. and then they have to craft a toy within that box. That is that is how their Christmas is survived in Iceland because they have no natural resources beyond <laughs> Ice <laughs> and ash, yeah, yeah, and and like Sulfur. failed uh business ventures. Oh, suck on that, Iceland. Suck on that. <laughs> Brian Miguel, can you feel the excitement, the anticipation that has been growing for weeks? And the time is almost here. That's right, Brian. Baseball is coming what, back. Oh, what is it? What is, oh, it's baseball next week. The wow. teams will be taking the field in less than 10 days, and there is no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To put you in the center of the action, DraftKings Sportsbook is celebrating the new season with a special promotion. Now sit down as I say this, Brian, because this is this is a walloper. Here we go. Before the season starts, place a bet of at least 
$25 on who will be crowned the champion, and they will give you a $20 free bet to use on opening day. Fainted, Mike. <laughs> I must be fainting in my thank, thank goodness you had me sitting. While we are all excited for baseball, don't forget that there is European soccer all week long and a huge golf tournament that is sure to be thrilling this weekend. DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code QUICK when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's code QUICK to get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times to play through. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Anyways, the <laughs> I I am so excited for basketball to come back. I really think this, this next two weeks is dragging on, Mike. This is painful. We got to get there. We we got to get there. And if the if the NBA actually gets there without a major disruption of cases, if if within two weeks, so the players would have been there a month basically in Orlando. If the NBA can get there without like a a sporadic rise of cases, then we should all feel pretty good. Now, obviously I think as this bubble life continues, guys are going to feel more and more like that. It, you know, they're going to be more roguish about wanting to break out from the confines of the NBA campus Mm. as the NBA calls it, or they'll form like a cult and it'll get really dangerous, you know, but it's definitely going to be, it's trending in the right direction. And all I'm trying to do is just send positive vibes to Every single person on the Brooklyn Nets and the rest of the NBA. Quick question, Mike. Yes, sir. You can pick anybody in the NBA most likely to be the leader of the bubble cult. The most likely leader of the NBA bubble cult. Okay, what type of personality leads a cult, Brian? Spiritual. Spiritual? For starters. Well, Um, (laughs) you have to have uh, like... You have to be able to high EQ, right? Like you, you need to know what other people want from you and be able to sort of like deliver a fast food version of it really immediately um, in terms of salvation, like spiritual fast food, right? So the number one person is not in the bubble, but it's Kyrie Irving. Like yeah. wouldn't that's Kyrie, actually, yeah. Kyrie Irving though. I, the thing is, is like, do, is he a leader of men? You know, does he inspire others to follow him? And we have seen that through his action. Um, he's also willing to uh, to put himself forward in these moments. I think mm. inside the bubble, I don't know. Um, I that I really have to think about that. I mean, the <clears throat> the Kyrie thing is actually just perfect. We should just. I mean, that. I mean, yeah, the Game of Zones thing kind of already figured that out, right? Because that's like the the Splinter Cell was led by Kyrie Irving. Um, that checks out. And Colts usually aren't popular opinions no they have to be a fraction of the population yeah that has yeah. to be that's part of the deal because if the whole world is a cult then it wouldn't mike is it <laughs> is mean, it brian some some might say you know new world order Kyrie, get on this show what are you what are you waiting for what are you so afraid of let's hear about the new world order let's no i don't i actually think that he does is there any like more evidence that he i think he like fell down a youtube rabbit hole when he was like 24 and then like hasn't really done a good job of being like hey i got i got like roped into some weird alex jones stuff i don't believe any of that anymore he just needs to put that stuff out there he just needs to seem clear-eyed again you know yeah absolutely by the way spencer dinwiddie was on taylor rooks's 
show on Bleacher Report. And this is how Taylor sums up the uh, Dinwiddie interview. Dinwiddie says, don't call the snitch hotline. I don't know if you know this, but the NBA has an anonymous tip line for people who break bubble no, quarantine rules. No, the snitch rules. hotline. <laughs> Amazing. Don't cross the line to get Postmates. Very true. Yeah. Uh, don't fly LA workout. Um, I kind of, I'm imagining saying don't fly into LA to work out or something. And the Brooklyn Nets are coming for you. Beautiful. Um, and you can probably check that out on Taylor Rooks's Twitter feed, which is always fantastic and great to read. Brian, Mike, wow, we really need to get to the bubble. I'm ready for it. Are we going to watch some games? Yeah, we're, we're, we we got to do some fun live streamy type bro things, particularly like the day games. Like I feel like that's just a, a nice cushy spot for us to. Yeah. To be sitting in front of our computer screens, watching Nets. We'll figure something out. We'll we'll put some links out there. Um, add us NBA if you want us to announce the games. We're here for it. We're ready to do it. Brian, um, where people where should people go to you know support the show? What should they do? What's a good thing that people who love the show? What should they do? Well, <clears throat> gosh, there's so many things. Uh, <clears throat> if you have you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, you can reach out to Mike um, via Twitter and just send, send that to us. If, the, if you don't have access to that kind of money and you do want to help, a really cheap way of doing it is an iTunes rating. You know, just <laughs> an iTunes rating, preferably with a review. That would be the best because we like those the most because we feel like that deep connection. Um, you can do one star. We'll hate you forever. Five stars are what we need and and, and they sustain our life for us. Um, with an effusive review, um, that would be the best. Um, by the way, Shab Sharania just now tweeted out, and I'm sure by the time people hear this, uh, there's going to want me more discussion about this. Shab tweets out multiple tips have been placed into the NBA's anonymous hotline to report no. protocol violations on campus. Stop. Can they only be placed by people inside the campus? Who has the number? It, it's It's meant for players who screw up in some way and their teammates can call them because it's, I don't yeah, like, like it, but like, here's the idea. Like if some if that number gets out, I mean, it's over. Yeah. We're, we're all, yeah. we're all calling it immediately. Yeah. Um, but like, and I'm calling, I'm saying Giannis, I saw Giannis. He here's left. Thing. If I was planning to break protocol, to apology. get this ready. This is how my, my corrupt mind thinks. If I was going to, to break protocol, what I would do is I would leak the number and then have it be obviously flooded with, BS calls and then go break the protocol so that all of them would have a bunch of fake calls. Among them would be about me going and getting dominoes and giving myself diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do you think? I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Can I just be that guy for a moment? The, the snitch hotline is an important thing and there should be a safe space for players to say a person who is being uh, having dangerous habits by trying to break quarantine consistently and is trying to bring unwittingly trying to bring the virus into the bubble. I think it is important. I'm that guy. I'm the suit. I do live near NSA. So take that for what you will. I think it's important for there to be a safe place for that to be reported, but it is actually is super fun that this exists. Yeah, that there is. A oh, one last news item before we go. Oh, jeez. Wow. We already pump faked. Everyone's gone, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. ESPN has canceled its uh, Kevin Durant TV show, The Boardroom. The Boardroom uh, is no longer on ESPN. It was an ESPN Plus show that you could get if you had ESPN Plus. It was, you know, sort of like a roundtable discussion of the greatest basketball slash business minds. 
Um, PJ Tucker with some hot takes on sneakers. I remember I watched one episode and I, I got the sense that they're like, PJ, you're talking too much for a guy without a sneaker deal. <laughs> uh, that, that show has now been canceled. ESPN confirms <clears throat> this is a report by the New York Post. The ESPN has confirmed this to the Post and that they continue to look forward. Um, yeah, but just so everyone, because I know Nets fans love that show a lot. So I just wanted to let everyone know that. Uh, we'll get him next time. He'll, he can make his own note. He's got the, his whole production company, which, by the way, Mike, we have to talk about the Stefan Marbury documentary on Netflix that I saw. Yeah, next I need, time, I need to watch it and I'm ready to roll. Yeah, to go put that on. We'll talk next time. All right, Brian. Okay. Bye. Hashtag free Roche. Hashtag lol. Oh. <laughs> LOL. You know?